0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Dan Likes Games. My name's Dan and as always I like games. It would be a bit weird if one episode I started off by saying I no longer like games. Then that would be the podcast over. But fortunately for you guys I do like games and so today we will be looking at a game I actually won in a competition um, but ended up really falling in love with uh, particularly after picking up the Oceania expansion. And if that doesn't give it away, the game I will be talking about is Wingspan. But first, let's have a look at some news and games I found this week, starting off with some video game news uh, that is quite disappointing for me. So I grew up playing and loving the LEGO video games. We had LEGO Star Wars uh, four, five, and six, the original trilogy and Lego Batman, and then we eventually got the just the complete saga all the way from one to six of Lego Star wars and I loved those games two pieces we, me and my sister would play them constantly all the time, I uh, would have a blast playing them, collecting the characters, creating our own uh characters when they implemented that into it. When I grew up, I continued to love it I got. Lego Marvel Superheroes, Lego Marvel Superheroes Two, um, Lego Lord of the Rings, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean, lots of games I play. The Lego Indiana Jones, I just love the Lego series. I love the the style of game they are, the sort of platformer style um, that it takes the Lego theme and the theme of whatever IP they're using it, mushes it together, and so it makes a great Marvel game and a great Lego game or a great Marvel game. Uh, lord of the rings game and a great lego game they're lots of fun so when they announced lego star wars the skywalker saga i was incredibly excited i haven't played lego Star Wars in a long time but it was the one i grew up playing the most and i have a lot of nostalgia for it and i love the game and so the skywalker saga is all of the movies in the saga i believe it's planned to have bonus content for the mandalorian the clone wars rebels Very excited for all of that. And it was set to come out November this year. Unfortunately, it has been delayed yet again. Uh, TT Games put out on Twitter a post saying, All of us at TT Games are working hard to make LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga the biggest and best ever LEGO game. But we're going to need more time to do it. We won't be able to make our intended spring release date, but we'll provide updated launching timing as soon as possible. This is, to me, unfortunate, because I'm very excited for this game, and I felt like I had to wait a long time already. Um, But the fact that they are delaying it means that they're not going to release it half-heartedly. They're going to release a brilliant game when they're finished. They're going to work hard until it's Perfect and the best Lego game ever. I have high hopes for this game. I want it to stick to the original games and you know pay homage to them and being similar style and us uh, and yeah just just being similar. But yet we have progressed in the way we make video games that I do hope they add a lot of new stuff to it. It's already got like 22 visible planet, visitable planets Um, in its kind of free roam map arena before you even get into the story. Uh, So that's massive. Obviously, there's a whole three more movies that we haven't explored yet in Lego games. There's a series. Very excited. There's going to be lots of characters. uh, But unfortunately, we just have to wait a little bit longer. So moving on from video games to something else that isn't board gaming but is... Kind of what you'd maybe call board game adjacent. On Board Game Geek, I found a article, a forum, about someone making a Pandemic pinball machine. Now, Pandemic is one of the most famous cooperative board games where you're working all together to stop the pandemic, to find the cure. Um, so, Luke Peters on Board Game Geek has been posting about what he's been work a project he's been working on for the past few years, and he is retheming a pinball machine, which is called the Hardbody Hardbody pinball machine, and he's retheming it to make Pandemic. So, as far as I can tell from looking at the pictures and reading, um, he's pretty much just repasting stuff on to make it work for the theme. I don't think he's changing any of the software, uh, changing anything on the inside. But either way, it is still pretty cool to see. I recently um I listened to a Five Games for Doomsday podcast episode and someone there was a pinball professional and it just made me think, Wow, I really want to play pinball. Um and so I downloaded the pinball on the Xbox and played that for quite a while and, and still jump on it every now and then and, and play it. And I've just kind of recently fell in love uh with pinball. And so this is really cool to see. Um someone taking a passion they have obviously for board games and for pinball and mushing them together to make a pinball themed around pinball machine themed around a board game It looks really cool. It looks very complicated because I don't understand how pinball machines work in general I'm pretty bad at understanding how the pinball machines work, but it's quite cool. He's got these four um uh Test tubes right at the front which you've got to try and fill up to cure the disease and then he's got these different diseases around the place that you've got to hit to to take a shot at them. Um, yeah, it just looks really neat and I'm excited to follow his journey. I've subscribed to the forum to see what keeps coming next and um, yeah, it's just it's really cool. I highly recommend you checking it out whether you like Pandemic or pinball machines or even if you don't like either it's quite cool to to see someone take apart a pinball machine and uh, change it and retheme it and lastly I will be talking about a board game and one that has caught my eye and I'm very interested in um, and getting at some point in time uh, probably next year I'll look at actually properly adding it to my collection and that is The Adventures of Robin Hood board game by Michael Menzel. Published by uh, Ravensburger, I believe. No, Cosmos, sorry. Published by Cosmos and, uh, like I said, from Michael Menzel, who is known for the uh, Legends of Andor series. And uh, Legends of Andor, uh, if I just look it up quickly from memory, is a uh, campaign-driven... like a fantasy adventure game, Legends of Andor is a cooperative adventure board game for two to four players in which a band of heroes must work together to defend a fantasy realm from invading hordes. To secure Andor's borders, the heroes will embark on dangerous quests. Blah 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 blah. So it's a cooperative campaign game. You're playing through on this map, defeating heroes, doing lots of different quests, etc., etc. So uh, the Adventures of Robin Hood. Uh, is a similar thing campaign adventure game but obviously you're playing as robin hood and as merry men the game board is quite unique i haven't actually seen anything like this before it's a regular game board but it's got these indents with tiles in it and you can take the tiles off when say you open a gate so you take the tile off and the gates open um, and it will stay like that and next time you play all this and that you can hide in like a, a bale of hay or you can explore a chest, stuff like that, lots of tiles to take off, it is advertising open game world you can move freely around the game board and that I think is exciting, I have um, Western Legends which is a uh, free roam sandbox game where you can do whatever you want uh, essentially and so this is quite exciting that you can just move around and go wherever you want on the game board as well And then what actually attracted me to the game was the adventure book that it has in it It is a hardcover, like, engraved book. Uh, It looks really beautiful. The book itself uh, just looks like it would be a storybook that you would uh, have and, and read the Robin Hood story from, but it's the campaign adventure book for the game. So other than that, there's not much on this. I've watched a few videos on it, but um, there isn't really too much about the full gameplay that's out there. And I'm just very excited to try this one out, or at least to see what people say about it, because it looks very good. The art style's great. The uh, figures, meeples that it has, are interesting. It's got these ones that seem to have a long coat or something hanging behind them and i'm not sure what that's about so i'm intrigued by that this whole like i said tile system on the board pulling the tiles off to change the board it's almost like a legacy game but you can put the tiles back on so it's not permanently changed so you can reset it very easily very interested in this one very excited on this one pretty sure i'll add it to my collection at some point in time um especially think because i think my girlfriend and her family would enjoy playing it um so yeah so that's the adventures of robin hood ...by Michael Menzel, posted by Cosmos, coming out Spring 2021. And I'm not sure whether that's the English version coming out in Spring 2021... ...because currently all that's been advertised is the German edition. Die Adventier des Robin Hood. I don't speak German. Um, But yeah, those are three things that caught my eye this week. Uh, But the main thing I wanted to talk about... Is the game Wingspan. I've been playing Wingspan a little bit solo. Um, I've played it bef- multiple times uh, against actual people but I've been playing it quite a bit solo with the Oceania expansion. So Wingspan in general is a engine building game I guess is what you would call it. You start, each person has these player boards and you've got four actions. You've got player bird, which you play a bird and i'll come back to that later uh you've got gain food and so there's this tower that's got dice on it with lots of different types of food and whatever is face up on the die faces in that tower is what is available for food and so you gain food action let's say the first one is just uh so there's different spaces on each of the actions so the first space for gain food is just two foods you would take two dice out of the tower and gain those corresponding food tokens. Uh, As you upgrade it, which I'll explain later, you'll be able to take more dice and more dice, and be able to pay uh, cards or eggs to get even more. Uh, So you're able to upgrade that action to make it powerful, and that's the same for each thing. There's lay eggs, which you take these egg tokens, which look like candy, and you lay them on birds that you have. And again, when you upgrade that action, you will lay more and more eggs. And then there's draw cards, which just gets you new bird cards into your hand, which you need to play a bird. So it sounds kind of, maybe that now that makes sense to begin with, but you, like I said, each of those three actions, the gain food, uh, lay eggs, and draw cards, each have lots of slots on them. I think they've got five slots each. Um... And you place birds starting from the left, going to the right, in those slots, and it upgrades those action. When you do an action, you place your action cube on the right, at uh, the leftmost open spot. So, if there are two birds on the gain food action, the third spot is the leftmost open s- slot, and that will be more powerful than the first slot was. So, you'll gain maybe three food rather than two. And the game works like that for the rest of them, so you can be laying five eggs at a time, or six, or whatever, or drawing three cards. But, how it then works is, after you have taken that action, you move your cube across one slot at a time, from right to left, till it ends on your place where you just keep your cubes. And you activate each of the birds in those slots, and they will have, birds have one of five types of powers. Basic birds just have nothing. The brown bordered powers, which activate when that cube comes onto them. Uh, yellow boarded ones, which activate at the end of the turn. Pink, which activate in between your turns, so when another player does something in particular. And then ones that are just when played. So when you play that bird, you gain a bo- one-time bonus. But let's the brown boarded cards are the most common. And so I place my cube on that take food action. I take my food, then I move my cube one space to the left, and it drops onto a bird which says gain two caterpillars, which is a type of food. And I take that, and then it slops, you know, move my cube onto the next bird which says lay an egg on every bird with this type of nest, etc., etc. And so what you're doing throughout the game. And the game lasts four uh rounds, and you are uh, yeah as you play through the game, you are upgrading each of your actions so that when you take one action, you gain you know you lay seven eggs and gain two caterpillars, one berry, and have eaten three other birds, or so on and so forth. And so you're building the strategy, trying to just gain as much points as you can. And there are lots of different directions you can take, lots of strategies you can do. And it's just a very beautiful game. The art in this game is immaculate. It's very well-done art. Um, I'm struggling to remember the artist's name at the moment, but whoever it was did a brilliant job... Um, illustrating this game illustrating all these different birds and also the designer, Elizabeth Hargreave who we've talked about before she did a brilliant job Um, she put like facts about each bird on each of the cards and that fact will also tell you why that bird does what it does so a certain bird might say lay one egg on each type on each bird with this type of nest. And then the fact that on the bottom says, the so-and-so bird often will lay its eggs in other birds' nests and try and disguise them as the bird. So make it seem like that bird <clears throat> laid the egg rather than whatever. And and it's amazing that this game has managed to be very playable like all these mechanics work all these different actions work within the game but yet it's also very thematic all the all the things the birds do make sense and every uh, action that you do makes sense in a way and it's just really really well-designed game at one many awards, um, so many games of the year, uh, if I'm just looking down here, it won the Kennis Spiel winner for 2019, that's the uh, uh, Expert Game of the Year, uh, Golden Ludo Best Expert Winner, Golden Geek Most Innovative Game, Golden Geek Board Game of the Year, Best Strategy Game, Solo Board Game, Family Board Game, Best Card Game. Best Board Game Artwork and Presentation. It won a lot. A lot of things just said this game is amazing. A lot of people call it overrated because of that. Because it won so much. It is a brilliant game. Do I think it deserved to win all of that? I don't know because I didn't actually play many other games from 2019. Um, But I think... Yeah, I think it did deserve to win at least some of it because it is a very well designed game, especially for a first time designer. Um Elizabeth Hardgrave hasn't done anything else. What well, so she has now, but when this releases this is her first game, um and it's incredibly well done and incredibly well designed. Uh, it's published by Stonemaier Games and Jamie Stagmeyer uh had a lot to do with the development of this game, I believe. And he is uh you know, he is a uh What's the word? He's he's not a novice to the world of board game design and publishing. Uh, he is very experienced. <laughs> That's the word. He's a very experienced board game designer. You know, he's got stuff like Scythe, Viticulture, um, Europa, that sort of thing down his belt. Uh, he knows what he's doing. So uh, he obviously did a good job. Uh, curating this and giving it beautiful components. Uh, The inside of the board is brilliant. It's it's even got on the side how you fit everything into the game. Uh, They've released two expansions for it, the Europe expansion, because in the base game all the birds come from North America, so they've got the European expansion and the Oceania expansion. Now, when I won this in a game, I got to choose the game I wanted, and the only reason I chose Wingspan is because I knew that the Oceania expansion came out. I'm not that interested in birds, except for New Zealand birds. Uh, birds from New Zealand I really love, especially the kingfisher. One of my favourite birds, and um, the kookaburra, which is essentially the Australian kingfisher. Great, good-looking birds, and I just love New Zealand and Australian birds. So when I saw that they were making expansion for it, I then gained interest in the game. And I have loved it. It's my top ten games of all time. Uh, On Board Game Geek, it is the top 20, uh, it is number 20 in the top 100 games of all time. It is the number one family game. Everdale's right below it, interestingly enough. Um, And, yeah, I think it deserves, deserves that spot uh, in family games, because it is quite approachable. The board that you have in front of you explains each of the actions and it's pretty simple. You place your cube on whatever action it is and then move it right to left and uh, you place your birds on the leftmost open space which upgrades the actions. It works brilliantly. There's also a great digital edition of this game which I haven't played as much of, um, probably just because the game by itself doesn't take that long. So. Um, And I enjoy playing it solo, and I think I'd rather play the physical edition solo than play the app edition solo. Uh, But I I do plan to play it a bit more, as I've got a few friends who also have it. Uh, But yeah, that's Wingspan. I honestly, I rate this game a 9 out of 10, just because of how well it works. The... Everything just works so well, it is very smooth, I've played it at one player, I've played it two, three, four, five, I've played it at all the player counts, and I think it works great at all player counts. Very little interaction, similar with Everdell, there's not, you know, much interaction, so... The most you can do is steal the food that someone wanted to take. Well, not steal it from them, but take the food that someone else wanted to take. And even then, you're generally taking it because you wanted it, not because someone else wanted it. You just might happen to um, take what they wanted, but not purposely. Um, Yeah, I don't really know what else to say. I highly recommend this to anyone who's listening who wants a good family game to play. with their family. I played it with uh, Joel, who is, I think it was 14 at the time, and he quite enjoyed it, and he did really well at it too. Um, So, you know, you don't have to be, you know, an older teenager to understand this game. You know, you could probably play it with a 13-year-old, and they'd get it, um, and you could also play it with someone slightly older and they'd understand it as well. Great game, wingspang designed by Elizabeth Hargrave and post, uh, published by Stonemaier Games. So, uh, other than that, I don't have anything coming up. Uh, I've got Board Game Night uh, in a few days, uh, which will be good fun. I still have yet to receive Dune Imperium. Um, But I did receive uh, a birthday present, which I bought for someone else. uh, Which I'm very excited to hopefully play when he comes to visit. Um, And that'll be good, and I'll definitely talk about it here on the show. Uh, He knows I'm getting a board game, so I'm not spoiling anything for him. But I'm very excited to play it and give it a go. And other than that, I've just been working hard really, making money, playing games when I can, um, and talking to you about it when I do. So thank you for listening, and until then I'll see you next time.